You're listening to Good Storytime. Hello, my name's Mandy. Would you like to hear a story? Let's begin. Little Obelia, Part 4 Ragged Blossom rushed out to the stables. She threw her arms about the neck of her favourite dragon and whispered, Bring Anne safely back from the hospital. Go quickly and come swiftly. Then she went to the old coachman and begged him to take care of Anne. Then she found John Dory and pleaded with him to go to the hospital also. Although he was very busy polishing his scales, John patted her kindly and said he would go. Long and anxiously, little Obelia and Ragged Blossom waited at the garden gates, and at last they saw the carriage coming in the distance. The lovely dragons came swim-lopping home, and there, between John and Anne, and chatting, sat little Cuddle Pie. It was a wonderful surprise. Ragged Blossom and Cuddle Pie were so happy, and everyone was so glad because they were so happy, and then all the thought of the Banksia men and their evil shadows just vanished. So Cuddle Pie came to live with John Dory and his kind wife Anne, and learnt to play trammel net, and ride the dragons, and eat sea cucumbers. And most of all, he learnt to love Ragged Blossom's little pet fish, Frilly. But where do you suppose Snugglepot and Mr. Lizard were all this time? When we last saw Snugglepot, he had gone to bed, and he fell asleep wondering why Cuddle Pie was so long at the dentist's. Do you remember? Well, he had hardly been asleep two ticks when he woke up with a start. There was a loud knocking at the door. Snugglepot sprang out of bed, shouting as he threw open the door, I'll catch you this time! To his great surprise, there stood Mr. Lizard. He seemed very upset and out of breath. What's the matter? cried Snugglepot. Oh, gum! gasped Mr. Lizard, sinking into a chair and fanning himself with the tip of his tail. Oh, whatever is the matter? repeated Snugglepot. It's Guddle Pie! moaned Mr. Lizard. He's caught! Caught? gasped Snugglepot. The Banksia men have got him! groaned Mr. Lizard. Oh, gum, 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 what shall we do? How? When? Who? asked Snugglepot very excitedly. An old tramp came to my house and told me. He said he saw the Banksia men hit Cuddle Pie on the head put him in a bag and run off down the road to the big bad city, lickety-click. Snugglepot was pulling on his travelling leaves. Oh, we must get on after them. Quick sticks, he cried, reaching for his cap. Rag and scrag me, shouted Mr Lizard, jumping up. Oh, silly-sooted cinder that I am, why didn't I think of that? The plans, cried Snugglepot, rushing to the little hole he kept them in. There they were, safe enough. Cramming them into his cap, he jumped onto Mr. Lizard's back, and off they dashed. And in a quarter less than no time, there was nothing to be seen but a trail of dust down the moonlit road. No sooner were their backs turned than two black figures stole from the shadow of the house and crept through the open door. They were two very bad Banksia men. Ha <laughs> ha! laughed one of them grimly. Ah, they swallowed the bait all right. 
Gobble it up, chuckled the other. Got that stuff? Here it is, growled the first, taking a big mug from his bag and placing it upon the table. He filled it from a bottle, which he also took from a bag, then tied a note around it. On the note was written, Drink this, cuddle pie. It cures toothache. Then come to the waterfall at Little Creek. Now you know why it was that Cuddle Pie went one way and Snugglepot and Mr Lizard another. And you can guess who wrote all the notes and who it was who caught Cuddle Pie and pulled him under the sea. That would certainly have been the end of Cuddle Pie if Dr Fucus Carp had not driven by just as the Banksia men were dragging Cuddle Pie along to the giant octopus. Kind Dr Fucus Carp, seeing the Banksia man had only one leg for he was the one whose leg had been bitten off when they all rushed into the house of the giant octopus, took the Banksia man into his carriage and carried him to the hospital. For, he said, I can make you a new leg, and the little boy looks ill, so a few days in a shell, yes, will do him quite good. After that, the Banksia man had to do what he was told. So when he saw Anne taking Cuddle Pie away, he could only grind his teeth with rage, and he kicked so hard that his new leg came off and had to be fixed all over again. You see, what a wicked plot Mrs. Snake and the Banksia men had made. Now what had become of all the nuts who jumped into the sea? And where is little Winky Jaboa? All in good time, you shall know. First, let's go with Snugglepot and Mr. Lizard and see what happens to them. Old Mr. Lizard galloped and galloped, sometimes stumbling into holes, sometimes jumping logs and scrambling over rocky places, and sometimes shying at the strange shadows cast by the moon. Snugglepot clung to his back with great difficulty, and all night they hastened on, till at last, just as the pale light was stealing into the sky, Mr. Lizard could go no further, and they stopped by a little waterhole to have a drink. An old tramp hobbled up to them as they were resting. Morning, mates, said he. Making a long journey? To Big Bad City, actually, Snugglepot told him. Well, I've just come from there, said the tramp. Mr Lizard asked him anxiously if he had passed anyone along the way. Oh, I've seen some rough-looking blokes, very, very rough-looking. Yeah, they was. One of them was uh, dragging a little cove along... Uh, sitting on him with a stick. Yeah, hitting him he was. Oh yeah, it was cruel. Snugglepot and Mr Lizard had heard enough. With a bound, Snugglepot was on Mr Lizard's back and Mr Lizard was off up on the road as if he were the wind. The old tramp burst out laughing and threw off the cloak that covered his head. As he gazed after them, he shook his fist and growled. Travel on, there's something waiting for you in the big bed. But it ain't your slimy cuddle pie. All the next day they pushed on, till at last they knew by the number of houses they passed and the crowds of people that they were nearing Big Bad City. Once they were nearly run over by a motor car, and the numbers of young nuts on scooters made them quite nervous. Then they saw a big crowd of nuts watching a football match. But on they went, poor Mr Lizard's tongue hanging out and Snugglepot stiff with holding on. Still, on they went. 
By and by they came to a big river. There were crowds of nuts and blossoms on the banks. Boats were racing and the crowds were cheering. It was most exciting. But on they went, still, until at last they came right into the great city of Big Bad. All this time as they went along they kept asking people if they had seen a Banksia man with a little nut. Nobody had seen them. Mr Lizard was so tired by this time that, spying an old shed, he hobbled into it, fell down and went fast asleep. Snugglepot arranged some grass under Mr Lizard's head as a pillow and then stole out, for he was very hungry. Just a little way up the street he came to a splendid tea shop. It was cheaper on the roof, so he went up. Hmm, this is juicy, thought Snugglepot as he sat at a small round table and ordered some grassroot cakes and aphis milk. Isn't it a nice blue day, he said to the plump blossom who was sitting opposite. Tis a scented afternoon, agreed the blossom. The cicadas are so trilly. Rippling, said Snugglepot. Did you see the regatta? Mm, not quite, murmured the blossom. Was it good? Treetop, said Snugglepot. And the football match? Mm, no, just missed it, sighed the blossom. Was it exciting? Oh, simply bumping, replied Snugglepot, sucking at his straw. My husband is an artist, said the blossom with pride. Why, she exclaimed, you are the nut that came to our house with... with... Dr. Hocus Stickus, cried Snugglepot, and the blossom in one breath. The blossom turned quite pink. Oh, dear, she gasped. What a fright you've given me. I heard you were drowned in the sea. Oh, only a little, said Snugglepot. And they laughed and chatted. And by the by, the blossom asked Snugglepot to come home with her and see her husband. Oh, but what about my friend Mr. Lizard? Oh, bring him too, said the blossom. Thank you, said Snugglepot, but when he looked into the shed, Mr. Lizard was gone. Oh, where can he be? exclaimed Snugglepot. So strange, said the Blossom, but my house is only just across the road. We'll send a servant to come keep watch for him. So saying, she led the way to her home. The artist was delighted to see Snugglepot and begged him to camp with them for a long time. So he did and every day he went out looking for Cuddle Pie and Mr. Lizard. But never could he see or hear anything of them, till at last he grew quite thin with anxiety. One day the artist asked Snugglepot to come home into his studio to see a picture he had painted for the important exhibition soon to be opened. There is a prize for the alivest looking picture and I want to get it. As he said this, he threw open his studio door, and there, seated in a chair, comfortably leaning back and smoking his pipe, was, well, who do you think? Why, old Mr. Lizard himself, as large as life. Snugglepot rushed in and was just about to embrace him when the artist caught him by the neck. What? he cried. You would spoil my picture, you rat! Oh, you bat, you native cat! And he shook Snugglepot till his eyes jumped. Oh, ah, cried poor Snugglepot. I thought it was alive. It's my lost friend. Then out from behind a long green curtain stepped old Mr. Lizard. Snugglepot was overjoyed. There was great merriment at the artist's home that night. 
Dr. Hocus Stickers came around to dinner and everyone declared the picture to be lifelike. Now it happened that another artist in Big Bad had decided to get the prize for the alivest picture. And most strange to say, he had chosen for his model a Banksia man. There was great excitement on the opening day. All the artists and other queer people went to see the pictures. When Snugglepot saw the portrait of the Banksia man, it looked so real that he felt quite nervous. The great eye seemed to blink at him. He stood, rooted with horror. Then suddenly the picture burst open and out from the frame sprang the Banksia man, almost on top of him. With a terrible yell, the Banksia man seized Snugglepot by the legs and scattering the people right and left, he ran from the gallery. The artist rushed out after him shouting, Murder! Help! Stop him! But the Banksia man's long legs covered the ground so quickly and he turned so many different ways that no one could catch him. And soon the shouts died away into the distance. All this time poor Snugglepot's head was going round and round and he nearly fainted with the pain of being carried upside down. It's very cruel to carry any live thing upside down, remember that. Suddenly the Banksia man darted into a doorway and down a long passage, climbed a lot of steps, groped through a long, long dark tunnel and came out into a cave at the end. In the cave were a number of Banksia men smoking, arguing and playing bones. When they saw Snugglepot, they all gathered around. Got him at last, said the Banksia man, panting. Is he alive? grunted one, poking Snugglepot with the horrible bony finger. Is he what? sneered the Banksia man, tossing Snugglepot into the corner. What'll we do with him, that's the question. Oh, that little slimy thinner, growled one. String him and ring him, said one. Rack and crack him, snarled another. Bust him and rust him, croaked a monster with three eyes. Stick him on a bull ant's nest, they'll kill him and the crows will come and pick up his bones squeaked the smallest and ugliest of them all. Oh, ah, throw him to the bulldogs, shouted all the Banksia men, jumping about in wicked glee. Give him a dose first, muttered one of them. So they opened up poor Snugglepot's mouth and poured some horrible juice into it. And that was the last thing Snugglepot remembered. End of part four. You're listening to Good Storytime.